All right, welcome back, everybody, to another back. of the Bicoastal Podcast. Um, today, we'll, we're we're here to give you what you wanted back. We are we are going back in time, and we are going to discuss part two of our job history. There's the a lot of things always better than the prequel. Oh yes, especially this instance. Um, we covered a lot in our first podcast. I think that was actually our longest podcast to date. Um, but we 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 still ain't finished. We still ain't done with this shit. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, if you want to check out our previous pack podcast, check us out on Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We are most likely on it. Um, check us out. Check that episode out. Um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. I know we were kind of ending on the topic of DA, which is our desk assistant. And um, so if you haven't watched our previous podcast or you plan on watching, listening to this one, watching this one, and then going back, um, a desk assistant or DA in the University of Arizona housing system is basically a receptionist at the front desk of every dorm. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it, yeah. It's just like the simplest way to talk about it. It's like we check out packages, we send out equipment, like cooking equipment, um, board games, movies, that all that jazz. Um, so we kind of talked about some stories with that. Um, I got a little shady with my previous bosses, so go for mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, um, is there anything else you want to add about the DA lifestyle? Um... I mean, sometimes there was conflict between, you know, being an RA and a DA uh, a lot of the times, actually. It was like my RA job was getting in the way of me making some money mm. because um, for those who don't know RAs, at least for University of Arizona, we're not a paid position. You got paid by being allowed to live there. And, and you got food. a meal plan that was, lasted two months, if that. Yeah. So that was pretty much how that went. Um Being DA was, was fun for the most part. I mean, I, I suffered quite a bit. It was the easiest but, job I think I could have but, ever But had. it was also one of the easiest jobs I've ever had. Yeah. That's, yeah, there's no line about that. Like, yeah. on days where there was absolutely nothing to do, I would just play video games on my shift because I didn't have my homework to do. I already did it. Especially as a senior, I was sitting back having a good old time for the most part. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I know for me, I wasn't an RA before I was a DA. I became an RA after I became a DA because I was mid-year hired as a as a DA. I was mid-year. I'm always mid-year hired. They always want me after the fact, you know. Mm. Oh, so they're lost, you know. So I got hired. I think I talked about it um, briefly, but I was just mid-year hired. I was at a small little dorm. I love the old dorm, and then I got placed in a really big dorm. Um, man, don't ever work at a party dorm. I gotta say, don't. If any any listeners, any watchers out there, you thinking you're you're coming in the housing system at your school, don't work for the party dorm. Yeah, unless they offer extra pay, which sometimes they did. They didn't give it to us the last my last year. Oh, <laughs> quickly. Lucky so you. some of our some of the our party dorms, so like there's a building called Coronado, which is um nicknamed Nasty Nato for a reason. Um it's got a lot of the names too. It's got a lot of other nicknames to it that I'm sure you can guess what, what it's for. Um, but it's, it houses like 
900 students but it's, it's yeah, just it's huge floors, like ten, nine or ten floors um it's just gigantic there's so many people coming in out of it um so that dorm was always 24 hours so that means so there's always someone at the front desk always around the clock there's always someone at the front desk so <clears throat> if you work from 12 a.m to 6 a.m for your shift so if any shift either you do a full 12 to 6 a.m or you a 12 to 4 and then like a four to eight, you only got paid for two hours for overnight, but we got overnight pay. So that means 50 cents extra per hour. So if you're making $11 an hour with overnight, you're making 11 50 an hour, um, which I lived off of, which I literally lived off of. And plus like working a overnight shift at a party dorm is not pleasant. It is not fun. It is not as exciting as you may think. Um, but it's just, it's annoying. It's frustrating. You have drunk kids every night, no matter the day of the week, being like, I'm locked out of mm-hmm. the room. And I'm like, cool, I need your cat card kind of thing. Or I need you to tell me your room number. I don't know my room number kind of shit. But so it's not, it's not pleasant. Um, and then my last year at U of A working as a DA, they took away our overnight pay and that pissed us all off. Yeah. Uh, I heard about that. That was rough. It made us all so angry because it's like, we're the ones that are staffing your desk. Not to our DMs, but like to our DMs boss. So like right. the people who's in charge of us, like our whole thing was like, we staff your desks. We can make it so you you have to work at 12 to 4 a.m. kind of thing. Um, so it was just really frustrating for them to hit us with the, yeah, there's no overnight pay. Sorry, sucks. We can't pay you more than DMs. And I'm like, I'm working more <laughs> than my DMs, you know? You know, I don't see them cranking out 12 to 4 AMs. Right, they don't yeah. do that. They're not. Like, they'll staff the desk for an hour, and then after an hour, they're like, mm, no one can cover it. Closing the desk. Gotta go. Right, yeah. So it was always really frustrating. So it was really frustrating when they took away after hours pay because I'm a person who, like, I, I love working 12 to 4 a.m. Those were my bread and butter, 12 to 4 a.m. Because, honestly, after, like, 2.30, nobody comes near you. Like, no one bothers you from, like, 2.30 to 4. So you are golden. Yeah, honestly, some of the earlier morning shifts as well are also pretty tight. Like, I remember doing work 8 to 12 a lot. Mm-hmm. So most people had class then. Yeah, so so. I was good to go. But yeah, so like I love 12 to 4 a.m. So they were great. Like I watched Netflix, even though I wasn't supposed to watch Netflix, but like who's walking in at 3.30 in the morning? Right. She was our boss. I think I said her name before. Um, But yeah, so I I, I loved those shifts, but like also that 50 cents made me want to do more shifts. So I was like, I'm, I'm getting my money's worth here, you know? And then right. we were after hours pay. And that was the reason why I switched to another 24-hour desk. Um, I didn't like Coronado, so I went to Arizona Sonora, which is another, like, party dorm that was 24 hours. But it was never as bad as Coronado. But so I went to AZ So thinking I would be doing, like, 12 to 4 a.m. shifts um, where it'd be less work, less people to deal with constantly. And then they took it away, and then I literally refused. I literally flat out told my DMs on most locations. I was like, I refuse to do a 12 to 4 a.m. now. I was like, you're not paying, you're not compensating me for fucking up my, my sleep schedule. Right. So like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not staffing your desk. You want your desk staffed and pay me more money. And then I never did another 12 to 4 a.m. ever again. 
maybe sad because I love I loved I really did enjoy those shifts like I was exhausted at four o'clock in the morning trying to go home but like I enjoyed those shifts mm-hmm. but yeah anything else you want you want to share about the desk and your desk conflicts uh I mean I'm pretty sure I talked about them beforehand but like working the the graduate school desk as like you know a fresh new face honestly was pretty rough the first mm-hmm. go around so she just we didn't have any much uh coordinated leadership for a while mm-hmm. in the later time so it all worked itself out eventually all right quick note because i think i'm gonna throw this 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 will be the first one i think will be on youtube this podcast Oh really? Yes, because it's this. These videos are like filling up my space on my computer. So if you see this, I am okay. I took a chunk of skin out when I was cutting fruit for smoothies. So if you see this, it bothers you. Life will go on, people. To those listening, I have a bandaid on my wrist from when I was cutting fruit, and there's literally a chunk of skin out of my wrist because I tried to. The knife was falling, and I tried to like stop it with my arm. Because I was very good. Mm. So I was like, mm, I'm not trying to lose a toe. Right. But yeah, so if you see it, sorry. Life will go on. Move on with our lives. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I don't think I really have anything else to share about DA life. Um, if you're going to the University of Arizona, do not join the housing system. <laughs> yeah, just, you're, you're better off in independent. I, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a whole ass mess. Um, but yeah, I, that wasn't my first job at the university, though. My first job at the university was Pinkberry. I remember that. I don't like ice cream, but. It's frozen yogurt. It's not ice cream. Oh, whatever. It's the same shit. <laughs> it's not the same. I know. I had to make it. It's not the same shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my first job. So my freshman year at the university, I got a job at so we have this huge student union that has did i talk about this i feel like i, I swear i talked about this in the last video did i not uh, i don't think i did maybe that but anyway like you worked food ago, service that was like three weeks ago so if you if you're watching this one and you watched part one i'm sorry if you're hearing the same stories i apologize i have the memory of a goldfish um but yeah so my first job was pinkberry so like we have this huge student union that has like a bunch of different restaurants got like Chick-fil-A, had Burger King, they took Burger King out, it has like Panda Express, it's got like um, Einstein's Bagels, Chick-fil-A, um, Starbucks. That, did you just yuck at Starbucks? I did. Listen, they charged me, fucking Starbucks charges like $5.99 per croissant. They deserve everything that's coming to them. I don't But it's also more expensive on campus. <laughs> I, know, I always get like I always get like a grande chocolate chip, you know, it's like five something at like a normal Starbucks, but on campus it was fucking like six dollars and like eighty six cents, and I'm like, y'all really tr- charging me? Right. It didn't matter that we had a meal plan; it was the yeah. principle behind it. They yeah. shouldn't be charging this much money. Why would pay an extra freaking dollar for a frappuccino? So then I stopped getting frappuccinos at the Starbucks on campus, and then I started getting teas. But but yeah, so. So one of the restaurants in the student union was Pinkberry. It was only there for a few years. It wasn't there for very long. Like my year that I, w- I worked there was the last year, like last full year it was there. And then the next year in fall, it was there for like two months and then they shut it down and changed it to, to a, um, 
a health food store. It was, it's like called Enriched Market or something. I don't really know. I never, I never spent food in that place. Um, I'm not healthy. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> so, so I got hired on the basis of like, my manager was like, I get it. You're a student. I understand that. I'm here for you kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Sound like healthy mm-hmm. and residential life? Cause yeah, it sounds like it to me. But yeah, so like I went to this like job fair thing for U of A student unions. And so like you, you go, you meet all the managers for all the restaurants and then like you have little interviews with them and then they decide like, do you want to work for me? Do you want to, do you want to work for us kind of thing? And so I was interviewing with the manager of Pinkberry and like, honestly, I had never, I don't know, I've never known what Pinkberry is. Um, I'm from Arizona. There's no Pinkberries in Arizona except for the one on the university campus. Um, Cause they're usually based out of like the East coast or like California. So I really didn't know anything about Pinkberry. And I thought it was like, you know, like a fro- frozen yogurt shop where you, where the customer like does it themselves. They put it on the scale and then, no, it's not like that at all. You ha- I had to serve the people yogurt. I had to do that shit. I had to do it and I wasn't down for it. So yeah, so my, but my manager was like, yeah, I get it, you're a student. So like, if you ever just need, like, if you're just stressed out with school or like you just need a day off, like, let me know and we'll, we'll find coverage. Like, don't worry, like try your best to find coverage, but if you can't, I'll figure it out kind of thing. And so like me, like me never having any experience with college, like my parents didn't go to college or anything like that. So like, I didn't know what to expect coming into college. I was like, this is great. I'll have a job where like they understand if I'm too stressed out, like I'll mm-hmm. be okay. Like I don't need to. I think that lasted a week, a literal week. Oh no. Uh, and so like, I had like a group project coming up or something like that. Right. And like, oh my God, I just like, I couldn't find anyone to cover my shift and the only people that would cover my shift were the people that were working with me. So it was really awful. Mm-hmm. So literally my group was just like on the other side of like the counter and I'm like shouting out like, what, what did we figure out the answer to like 13 or something like that? Like trying to like help them as much as I could by like also working my shift because right. I was told basically sucks to suck if you can't find coverage kind of thing, which mm. was really frustrating. Also, That's don't ever work. In res life. Yeah. Also, here's my advice. Don't ever work at food services on college campuses don't do it. Don't, 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 don't do it. They don't, they if you don't work food, go off campus. Go as far away from campus as accessible to you, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend ever working at a student union on campus. Right. It's so infuriating. It's the most annoying thing in the world. And, and I just worked at Pinkberry. Like, I didn't even work at Chick-fil-A. And I didn't work at Chick-fil-A. And, like, Chick-fil-A sucks. They, like, that line is just, like, through the doors. And, and, and the food, like, I've been to Chick-fil-A's that, like, really, you know, care about how they make mm-hmm. their food. And then there's other ones, and then, like, the student union one, which is absolute garbage. I'm like, mm-hmm. I remember getting it, like, my freshman year. I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> like, do they even throw it in the pan? Do they even cook the waffle fries? Like, how do you make fries that are warm on the ends but cold in the middle? <laughs> I I swear I've gotten food poisoning from that chick from the Chick Fil A on the University of Arizona campus like three four times. So many times I've gotten like food poisoning from it. Mm-hmm. But I still went back because it was because I would just tap and go it. <laughs> Cause it was super easy. It was just super easy to like tap and go. Cause I also hated like Shake Shack, Shake Shack, Steak and Shake, Steak and Shake. Mm. 
You hated Steak and Shake? I hated Steak and Shake. Really? It's a legit restaurant. So if you're from an area in the world that has Steak and Shake, I'm, I'm sure it's probably better in an actual restaurant. But like that place gave me food poisoning all the time. Like no matter, I could just eat French fries and I got food poisoning from it. And I don't know why. Weak. I am. But I also like, I don't eat Panda Express. Like I, don't, I went to On Deck Deli a lot. A lot, a lot. My freshman year, I went Deli. Monday, Wednesday, Friday after my English class at like 1030 in the morning to the point where like the the workers would be like, your usual? Allie, your usual? And I'm like, yes, yeah, my usual. It's white bread with turkey, extra turkey with <laughs> For me, it was Cactus Grill. And it like, had cranberry juice on tap and it was, it was great. My, like, Beautiful. it got worse and worse every year. That place got worse. Cactus Grill was was so good my freshman year. I remember going with my friend Gracie a couple times, and it was, like, the best thing. And then I started going with my friend Gwen mm. every, like, Tuesday, Thursday after a class. Because we got into class at the same time. But we'd always go to Cactus Grill. We'd be like, right. Cactus Grill? Cactus Grill. Cool. And it was so good. And then my sophomore year, it was not good. It was so bad. And then every like Tuesday and Thursday in between classes, I went with my friend Gracie again because we had this, we had theater appreciation. Um, and it just like got worse and worse. And then my junior year, it was so bad. Oh my God, it was so bad. So freaking bad. And I never went once my senior year. I think I, I, think I went once my senior year during RA training. And right, it was you got to remember the top tiers were uh, Arizona Room. I never went. Well, wait, you never went to Arizona I Room? I never went to Arizona Room. It was, Okay. For those and of you Bear Down Kitchen. I went to Bear, we went to Bear Down Kitchen. It was like you that and Kelly Faraviti. Yeah, that was a good. We all went. I think Travis went with us. I really don't remember. It was, there were other people I think went with us. There was someone else that went with us. Delaney, I think. Delaney, it might have been Delaney. Um, yeah, I just never, I never went to Arizona Room because it was always like it always closed, like because I would have time during the window it was open. So for those yeah. of you who don't understand the semantics of I the like how we just went through, I just like we just went to a conversation of food. <laughs> okay, of you know, we'll 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 get back to the topic. We we gotta we gotta express some some feelings about the University of Arizona food. That's true. But yeah. For those for those of you who don't know, the Arizona room is this really bougie ass buffet kind of situation. Like scale twelve ninety nine. Like you better be a fucking like gown like you're they serve to- everything in, in like very nice classes so you can even get like tap water in really nice glasses and you're yeah. like look at me and I'm they had like monogrammed monogrammed plates that was like the arizona a and i'm like who needs this like y'all really spending this much money and it was like 15 16 bucks a person or something like yeah, that yeah that's where the tuition went but i mean the food was good can't deny it i never went i always went to pangea pangea was my shit yeah, Penji was pretty good. I went Pangea, a couple times. Penji was really good, except for my senior year. It was not good my senior year. Um, mm. But I remember I'd take tubs. So Penji is also, it's like a low-end <laughs> buffet on the campus. Um, but I remember I'd bring, like, my tubs and just start putting the mashed potatoes in because um, our mashed potatoes were so good. And I love their mashed potatoes. Uh, I, I still have dreams about those mashed potatoes. But, yeah, so I just, like, just stuff, stuff potatoes in my purse, in my backpack. Um, so yeah. What other food? Oh, yeah, Bear Down Kitchen. I went twice because of y'all. We all got up early so we could get there in time for breakfast. The breakfast wasn't that good. I'm going to be honest. The lunch, though. I never went for lunch. Because I always Breaking had class. Heart. Or I always Breaking had class. Or, and also, you just skipped Allie. Like, come on. 
Okay, you know, <laughs> do you know how many classes I've skipped in my college career? It is not good. It is not good. You graduated, right? My, my diploma on my wall says so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, so Bear Down Kitchen was another buffet. Was it a buffet? Yeah, it was a buffet. Um, it, it was kind of a buffet. Like it had different things on offer, but it wasn't like, um, I guess you could say that in the, in the classical definition of a buffet, sure. Yeah, and so this buffet was geared towards the athletes because this Bear Down, Bear Down Kitchen was a restaurant inside the stadium. Mm-hmm. So it was. So you knew they were eating good. Yeah, and it had like the prettiest view of the stadium. I've never been in the stadium except for once when I worked at Pinkberry Shift at a football game. Miserable. Um, but I've never actually stepped foot in the stadium before, really. Like for 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 personal pleasure, I guess would be the word. Right. Um, I've never I never went to a football game, ever. I didn't go to I didn't go to the big graduation because I didn't really want to sit for three hours in the heat because I was already sweating. Um, so yeah, I've never actually been in the stadiums, but like it had the, the stadium is beautiful. I understand why they spend all our money on that. Cause it's beautiful. It is so pretty. So yeah, so it was, so it's definitely ge- geared towards like the athletes and for them kind of situation. So, you know, it's bougie as fuck and you know, they're eating well, you know, they're getting all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause no other restaurant on campus and campus was that good even them not that great is still better than half the restaurants on campus right which is not saying a lot i mean it is saying a lot i guess there's a lot of restaurants on campus but none of them are good the den awful (laughs) the den so the den is like it's it's basically denny's but for the university of arizona campus yeah i mean the den helped me out a couple times but like overall like a two out of ten it was the only thing that was ever open like late yeah especially when i was working down a park Mm. area yeah so like Mm. it was like the only restaurant really on campus that was opened past like midnight it was only open to like one most days but still you know when it's like 11 30 and you just really want some chicken strips yeah you gotta the den gotta go to the den they gave me food poisoning (laughs) multiple times too I get, I've gotten, I think I've gotten food poisoning from every restaurant on campus, That's... except for Panda Express, because I never went to Panda Express once in my four years. Wow. I had, a, I had a Euro from IQ, and it gave me the worst food poisoning of my life, and I never went back to IQ. <laughs> I never went back, and that was like my freshman year. Mm. But yeah, so, I mean, so yeah, working at Pinkberry to... to, to the shift is all the way back. Working at Pinkberry was probably the least problematic of all restaurants on campus because it's there's really not a lot you can screw up in it, <laughs> and it's like it like it got busy, but it was never like Chick Fil A busy kind of situation. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was my very first job in college. It was the worst experience of my life, I, but I did meet some really cool people in there that I still talk to today because um, they're fantastic and they're funny as hell and I'm so glad I got to work with them um, but yeah um, that was not pleasant that situation what is happening sorry somebody's having my job but I really don't care um, but yeah 
that was my very first job. And I really didn't have a lot of jobs at U of A other than Pinkberry, desk assistant, and um, RA. So that was my life as a student mm-hmm. worker, being a, a person first, student second, worker third. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, we'll make a lot of yeah. references that, to that statement in our RA video coming soon, someday. It will be happening. Um, we will oh, make a lot of remarks. I can't person wait for first. this one. We will make a lot, a lot, a lot of remarks about being a person first and why we all think that. Every time anyone of the housing residential life department state made that statement, we all laughed. But moving on, you will you will get a taste of that at some point. Um, what was like in your job history? What what what's next on your list in your life? Uh, well, after that, I graduated and I went to University of Miami, where I just got my master's degree once again. Uh, and um, for that, I was a TA for my first. Um, like real was my first real like assignment so i had a regular class it was like a it was an intro to anthropology class at the graduate level but i also did test administration and grading for uh the undergrad folk and you know so i would go in and we do all this stuff it's like all right she would just she would just sit there and be like okay what are we gonna do today and i'm like what do you mean what are we gonna do today <laughs> i thought you're gonna tell us what we're gonna do today and she's like well our homework well pretty much okay so our syllabus was um we have these books and we have to read the books mm-hmm. and talk about them i didn't have to do any papers i didn't have to do any um you know i was like so you just want me to read the book she's like yeah i'm like you want me to read the book and you want me to like do a summary do a no just read it i'm like okay uh so that was mostly how that class went but uh, a lot of it had to go into actual grading and things like that and me you know i had to fill in every once in a while i also filled it for another one of my teachers who i'm currently still working with on a project now uh for things when she was doing research and all that so yeah previous class i TA for was there was good uh, who would always come in, but didn't have any pens, pencils, none of that. <laughs> I was like, does he not have a situation or something like that, you know? But he's got really nice shoes, really nice clothes, but he's just chilling on his phone. And I'm just like, okay. So we all, you know, continue to teach and everything like that. Right, and we're doing our thing, and finally, like clockwork, every week. Well, this this class was a daily class, so every day of the week, you mm-hmm. come in, sit in the same spot, sit there, not do anything. And I'm like, what's this guy's deal? He's not like taking any notes. He's not. I'm like, is he a genius? Is he, <laughs> you know, like a savant? Am I just like? So, uh, then was my turn to administer the test and do the review. Okay, this guy comes in, does the same thing, and he just sits there and looks at the test and then looks at me. And I'm like, I'm not taking the test. Look at the test. <laughs> and it was was like, it like a look of fear? <laughs> like, help. He doesn't even have a look of fear. He's just is like sitting there like, hmm, 
just like this and he's just looking at it and not doing anything and you know everyone else is you know doing their own thing and i'm like um so this guy would always make us late for uh test things because we had a rule where like um we had to let him go past we had to let people go past the uh, as long as the next class wasn't due to come in we mm-hmm. could keep using the room so this guy would just say and every time he would take the longest and the test would either be blank or he would just guess on everything. And I'd be like, oh, um, so when we're grading, we're like, yeah, this is him. And we're like, yeah, this is him. We had multiple tests and we're just like, okay. And our teacher was like, you know, I shouldn't really be concerned because he already paid his money, but we should at least, you know, try to reach out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's that supportive education system I came to school for. <laughs> so we all spoke to him collectively. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on getting better. And I'm like, Will okay. you? Does the same thing. Just continue. Well, except this time, he brings a cup of soda. <laughs> so he's drinking a soda bottle. You know, I was watching ESPN or whatever the hell uh, on his phone while we're teaching and all that. And just does the same shit. Just like continues to not um grade like then he's not to do anything on the test i'm just like what is this man doing? what is this what is this game plan i'm like we have only so many more plan. assignments left i'm like what are you what are you doing <laughs> i'm like there's no papers for this class you literally hoping you have to read these assignments that's all you need to do but you can't even do that so he obviously he fell out of the class and we're just kind of like stupefied because we're like we gave this man so many chances and yet he literally sat there and deliberately did not do anything. Oh. And he had the nerve to leave a disfavorable review on um, what's it called? What's that thing called where you leave like reviews? Rate um, my professor? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, this, this little guy was like, oh, the class wasn't informative. The TAs were not effective. I'm like, fuck you. We tried, okay? Like, you need to stop. <laughs> like, I was mad. I was heated. But that's fine. You know what? I'm like, this isn't an indication of me and my skills. Nope. This is just someone that's salty. Um, well, why would, you, why would you pay for a class and just do nothing? I, I don't know. I thought it was like, I thought he was on the football team or something, but like, I didn't see him do anything. You know, like, or I, anything like, that would be like there's a you couple know. times where like I like paid my tuition and stuff for classes that you know I started off doing like the work for it and then like after a while I was like I can't right but like he didn't even do that from out. the beginning like he just sat there and completely just neglected the class I'm like what do you I'm like you still show up though like what what's, like, what's the, the point of like you sleep in like yeah, take I don't, a nap I don't know. do something go get lunch uh, that was weird. Oh, oh, right, right. So, one time uh, I was teaching a class. This is the same class, by the way, that the other dude was in. Uh, so, this um, freshman or whatever had a girlfriend, and she was in the class too, but like she wasn't enrolled in the class. But she would go every session with him because I guess she had a free period or whatever before her like her class started. So, okay. Yeah, okay, it was so weird. So, 
I remember heading out the test and she comes up to me and she's like, Hey, can I have a test? I'm like, yeah. yeah, you're in the class. Why would I not give you a test? She's like, well, I'm not actually in the class. I'm like, what do you mean? You're not in the class. Like you can't, you did stuff with your, your paperwork on it. She's like, yeah, but I'm not in the class. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I bring out my computer and I'm like, it's just true as day. She's not in the class. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, so what are we, what have we been putting your grades into? Nothing. <laughs> like a, like a handbook. Like, I guess because we had like a physical one and then we mm-hmm. had to digitize them, but because obviously they're not enrolled in the class, they didn't have any records. So she's like, yeah, I want to take the test and see how well I do. I'm like, okay, here you go. Weirdo. <laughs> And time is uh, too precious to be doing that shit. And and this came from uh this was from like the first test on the final. Okay, so I remember when the final uh was for this class and the girl came. Take the final. She did. She took the final. I had to hand it out, and I was like, you know what? You've been here this long. Take the final. Why not? You should know something. (laughs) You should you you should know something from hearing me or anything. How well would she have done in the class? Um. Well, I mean, she flunked the final, but overall, though, she would have gotten a, maybe a high C. Okay, okay. Which I was like, all right, you know what? That's fine. That's but, better than people who were actually enrolled in the class. Yeah, but yeah, her her boyfriend fucking flunked. I was like, how do you? I'm like, this person. <laughs> I'm like, she literally is not in the class and is doing better than you, who actually is enrolled in the class. I was, I was like, I was floored. Um. Anyway. So when the final came, because remember, this person bombed the final, she was like, uh, she handed it to me. And as I was grading it, she was like, and I was just like, like <laughs> for those who aren't viewing, I rotated my thumb upwards and then slowly to the side and then down. <laughs> and Yay. she's like, oh, and I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, you technically still passed the class. <laughs> he didn't. But you did. <laughs> like, just pointing to him, no, 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 yikes. Out. Oh, man. You're out. Was, Three strikes. I don't know. I, I could never imagine being that codependent. But, um, you know, it was a funny set of circumstances. I was just like, all right, you can take the class with them if you want. I'm like, I'm not. You're, you're like, I can't control count. that. I was like, all right. I, I didn't grow it was just so f- weird to me that like the teacher was just like, all right, if she wants to sit here and sit here, then go ahead. I'm like, okay. But still the worst part is she probably did better than the kid, some of the kids in the actual class, including her oh. boyfriend. Yeah. Homegirl didn't even take the class. Dude, she was like an engineering major. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? I, I had to ask with this person. I'm like, okay, so you've been here. I'm like, I have seen you all semester. What do you do? Because you're not, in anthropology but you're not and she's like oh i'm an engineering major i'm like so you're an engineering major and you decided to take this class because your boyfriend's in this class yeah i just wanted to see what you know um to round out my education blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like okay, enroll, so get the credit yeah but you, i'm like you, you just enroll and take the credit uh, she already was done her prereq i guess you for, could still take random classes here and there to boost your GPA. It probably wouldn't Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Life. But, like, I mean, she got a C overall. So, like, I guess it wouldn't really have mattered. But still, I was just like, what? <laughs> it was so weird. But, um, I mean, I have had other classes, too, where, like, um, the one I did was, that was a pretty fun one. We did independent research. So, like, my um, professor would always go, 
ah, class, Mr. McLean has entered the facility. Please dress him. I'm like, please just call me Zay. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm barely a year older than you people. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Mr. McLean is my father. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, um, that was a fine class. We had a really good time there because, um, one of the projects that we had to do was organizing our own independent research. Mm-hmm. And our main project was organizing um, how library use affects a GPA rate, like seeing if like people actually sitting in the library helps them study or like if they're more cued to different mm-hmm. um, patterns of recognition and all that. And uh, the data was interesting. So we like found a lot of, um, we found out like a distinct trend where, library use all however um specific things that you were doing in the college um space varies like undergrads more are more likely of course to spend more time in the library but they also waste time in the library as opposed to under as opposed to you know um like juniors and seniors who are kind of more like focused on getting their shit done mm-hmm. and then leaving as opposed to um you know you know, there were plenty of times I did not. I literally, you know, just opened my computer and was like, yeah, look at me doing work. And then I went home. But um, <laughs> that whole thing is kind of like um, that part. And we also looked at like public libraries, access to them as well, um, different libraries on campus, and that whole whole thing. So it really just depends on a lot of external factors but we did find some interesting trends uh about that women generally use the library more than men but the resources that men use were more varied than women Mm. which i thought was interesting cool yeah like um women mostly used like the books and the actual um like the actual books and other i guess physical Physical like maps and things like that but a lot of the guys mostly focused on encyclopedias and um like more so digital cross-referencing things in the library so that's what i found interesting in terms of that breakdown and the breakdown between old people because we had old students of course Mm -hmm. uh once we came to my level for graduates is that the older students um usually favored like uh actually the younger students favored books more than the older ones, which I found really weird because you'd think that the boomers would want to, you know, go back to their book. But uh, yeah, no, for some reason, they just seem to be very, we had a very internet savvy group, I guess. I don't know. Seems like an outlier to me, but it was interesting. (laughs) Doesn't count. (laughs) Uh, So that was that. But also while I was doing it. Hmm? Oh, oh boy. Uh, So... I was a exhibit design intern and I needed this uh, the first semester because I needed a class to fill the void of um, my graduate requirements, one, and two, because I needed access to this bowl for my research project that's still on development. What ended up happening was um, the first bit, like I remember going in for the interview it was all nice, and you know, I was in this nice little modern-looking office, you know, with the with the beaches behind. Well, not really the beach, but more like a pier. Mm. But there was sand, so you could call it a beach. And like this is where all the cruise ships docked and stuff like that. It was it was a very nice open-air museum, but as I turned out, as it turned out, uh, 
absolutely, it became something very interesting. So, uh, when I first started, you know, I got like the, you know, the grand tour of things and, you know, all I did a lot of actual building things, you know, like using tools and putting things into place and stuff like that. And I've taken pictures and seen some of the stuff that's like, you know, stuff that I helped install. And I, oh, hey, look, that was me. I did that. I did that there. Um, but one of the projects I also had to do on the side was me working on um, categorizing artifacts and things like that because, uh, as you'll love, as all of you people will, will probably know or not know, museums are very disorganized. A lot of the artifacts that we have have no actual context attached to them other than the fact they just showed up one day in a box. So that's like, Xavier, I need you to figure out and categorize all 498 of these things. I'm like, are you sure you have 498 of these things? Probably. <laughs> Probably no, not a lot so more than that end up coming because like we had um, natural things like sponges and shit. We had like monographs of things. We had a lot of old stuff in our closet. So my the back closet was my workspace as well where I categorize things based on that stuff. And I found a lot of very interesting things. Um, like I found a, a inert radioactive box uh, used for World War II aircraft and things of that nature. Uh, hold on. This is a quick intermental. What is it called? Greek. Sorry about that. My mom is leaving for work and nothing I say is ever good enough. But uh back to what I was saying. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Um yeah, working in the museum was interesting because you had a lot of issues where, like, staff didn't know what the hell they were doing. And, like, I remember uh, instances where, because what I had found was that a lot of the people that work there don't have any background in archaeological was the only other person with kind of like you know an archaeology background like mine and the just new department of collections was literally me and her so it was just like oh we have this new department which now thanks to coronavirus is you know no longer existing uh with us two and we have not only an entire warehouse of stuff that i never got to really you know take a look at seriously but we also have this unorganized mess of the back. But, <clears throat> but besides building like exhibits though, I did tours every once in a while and um, I did a lot of like maintenance work and things like that. So when it came around time for stuff to really start, you know, going to the high gear, we ended up doing that. So one of the biggest projects I got to work on was a mirror maze. And it was a maze that was literally built with a bunch of mirrors in it for like light refraction and angles and all that stuff. So I thought that was pretty fun. 
it's easy to get lost in and um i recommend it if you do go to florida and you go to the frost museum check it out because your boy helped build that the museum Um, even open i mean it is florida so i mean now it is uh for a long time it wasn't but i think now they're incorporating the social distancing rules and um it was unique though because they also have like they have fish and stuff like that and birds and uh, they have stingray, so I had to feed a stingray, and it's like it's like a vacuum cleaner, <laughs> a sentient vacuum cleaner, you know. Uh, I don't think Steve Irwin would say that. <laughs> <laughs> that too soon. That too soon. I love no. Steve Irwin, by the way. I loved watching the Crocodile Hunter when I was a child. Brings back. Yeah, yeah I met him when I, I was a wee lad. He's a great dad. dude. He was fantastic. I cried when he died. Rest in peace. Yeah, me too. His family is still fantastic. Mm. They're running Australia along with the Hemsworths. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, yeah, so mostly the museum, though, was a disorganized mess. Not a lot of people knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Many didn't have the training. Like, I remember one time my supervisor just busted in and was like, oh, let me touch this. And there's just, I'm like, people need to, like, swab that for things. And, like, you don't just put your lips on a flute just because it's there, you know? I'm just like, oh. Oh, boy. So sad. Let me put my lips on an ancient flute that hasn't been played in thousands of years. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Um... You know, like there's a lot of drama, as one would expect in the in the semi corporate world. And what's interesting because like people think museums are like these, you know, freely donated, you know, things like that. And of course, public museums exist, um, but the direction of the museum I worked for was more so the we're here to offer a curated touring experience rather than having you learn anything. There's no central theme with a lot of the exhibits. Like one is based on dinosaurs one is based on um stuff one based on numbers another one's based on this and the, and like one's the planets so like it's not like cohesive I don't, it's not cohesive like if i was building a museum i would have um if it was based like say on natural history or something like that i would you know obviously have animals and shit in it but i would also base it on like kind of like a growing tree where like I'd have a tree in the center and then on the tree would be a bunch of branches and the branches would be kind of like the table of contents of the exhibits in the museum and then they'll change it interchangeably and then you could go in whichever direction and up and I don't know you have it's just an idea it's an idea I had in my mind if I ever got there but um yeah the biggest issue I found was people just didn't know what the hell they were doing and there was so much, like, it was not necessarily infighting, but, like, people in other departments just did not like each other or anything like that. So, their cooperation was hard. Um, I had to babysit a couple times because we had, like, little, yeah, we had little children coming through. And they're like, oh, I need you to watch these kids for me and make sure they don't jump off the third floor. I'm like, you know, <laughs> that's a tall order, but I think I can do it. <laughs> I can attempt. Yeah. Uh was neat but working at the the commute honestly was probably the most annoying part because the first few times i got lost (laughs) but eventually i got used to the routine and then uh 
it was fine. Like you woke up early, you got the, I have a, an ID badge of myself and you put it up next to the door and they're like, Oh, what are you here for? I'm like, I'm here for work. I do. I'm here same times a week. Say every day. Yeah. I'm, I'm here every, almost every day. So there's that. And then like, you know, we had to do the clock out sign out thing. The employee room was nice. I don't really use it much because like I only worked a certain amount of hours. So I was like, I don't really need to be in there much. So I usually just took my breaks either in my office or just outside. Um, and it's an open air museum. So when it rains, um, sucks. It, it's wet, <laughs> but like there's distinct, you know, areas where like, you know, you can have coverage and be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't really have much. I I only knew like one person there who I worked with, and other than that, like it was kind of just like floating around wherever I needed to be. So it was fine, I suppose. And like the thing is, that the museum focuses on getting as much people and guests as possible. Mm-hmm. Like DJ Khaled went there one time. Wow. Um, I know that for sure because they always talk about it. Like like celebrities do go to this museum, but you know, the museum is focused more so on, you know, tourism as opposed to information. Like, there's things in it. When I was working in the back, you know, things that I knew, there's a lot. And, like, I've also found things where like uh the counts are inconsistent because of objects are being sold or whatever um obviously this isn't based on the current museum standards but mm-hmm. you know it's still important to know that hey people are trying to literally you know pilfer this stuff and it should be important and noted but you know it is what it is like all we can really do now is hopefully you know apply that to future uh, endeavors with that stance and figure out a way to fix it because like I said I would love to have my own museum one day but you know the likelihood of getting that off the ground is probably second to none so if I could curate a well-established one and you know achieve the vision that way that could be good as well so and that is my uh that's my last job really uh, after that I've been just applying for jobs and oh yeah, this was unpaid by the way. My payment was access uh, for my research. Intermittent break. We will return to our regular scheduled program soon. Sorry about that. My parents are making dinner and they keep yelling, asking what we want. And I already said what I wanted for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that that is kind of what I've come to expect out of um, what I've been trying to figure out because I've been applying for online jobs. I, I heard shit back. So that's how that's been. Yeah, I, I really don't have any more job history. I mean, my current job, I'm a preschool teacher. 
but you know, I've had a long day. I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not today. All right. So I think that's where we'll end. Yeah. Today. For the uh, alleged job history part three. <laughs> for a possible mm. someday. Hit us back in a year for a part, a, a part three. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll have something decent by then. Hopefully. Um, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ali underscore B5. You can follow me on Instagram at Ali B3535. Instagram, hit me up. Let me let me know where you, that you came to join. Um, yeah. uh, I have an Instagram okay. Shovel Bomb on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes, please check out his YouTube channel, The Shovel Bum. It is fantastic. There's a lot of really great videos on there, a lot of great content. If you you just want to learn something new. You want to, you want to delve into something different, you know? Um, so yeah, Mm -hmm. stay tuned, um, for next week's episode. This will be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple podcasts. We'll be here every Thursday at 10 AM. Feel free to join us every Thursday at 10 AM. Yep. All right. Follow us. Remember, stay happy, stay safe. Um, yeah, stay healthy. Please keep your masks yeah. on, like, just because the world thinks it's over. It's not. Don't give up, okay? Because <laughs> you think the pandemic is over does not mean the pandemic is over. Literally, Arizona is at, like, 1,100 cases in a week. Mm-hmm. A week. We are, we are, we are number one in COVID cases, you know? We need our gold star yeah, for once. The fact that you guys are beating out Florida is actually a shame. We're beating out New York. <laughs> And New Jersey now, that we're the little the epicenter of COVID. Yep. So you're welcome. We took the title from you. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a there's a new queen in the in town and it's Arizona. <laughs> um, but yeah, please, please stay safe, please stay happy as much as you can. Um, and remember to continue to donate and to sign peti- petitions to help out Black Lives Matter. Yes, members. please do. Um, it is not Activision. Activism is always important. Yes, and remember, it's not a moment. It is a movement. Um, stay informed, stay educated, and defund the police. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Catch y'all.